1: Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is one of the real estate fortunes of made. A, a show dedicated amazing. to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. People need to understand, this is not a typical downturn. At a certain point, we will get the spread of the virus under control, and at that time, confidence will return. Now, your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. I'm not going to do anything rash or hastily. I don't do that. But the country wants to get back to work. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 Studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's, it's about, time mortgage for Mortgage Matter. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage matters. Mortgage.
2: Hi, right, right, good morning. Welcome, everybody, to Mortgage Matters. We're on. Yeah, we're on. We're here.
3: We are recording another live show recorded on Friday the 13th, airing today, Saturday the 14th. So, hopefully, we're still in good spirits.
2: Friday the 13th, 2020. Yeah. Nothing too major has happened yet.
3: Have there been two Friday the 13th this year? There have. Yeah, the
2: last one was Was when the
3: announcement happened of the virus. Eight
2: months ago, yeah.
3: It was in March.
2: I know. Made me wonder. You know?
3: (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. Well, it's been been a couple of weeks since our last live show.
2: It has. We've been really busy. It's been tough to get it together. And, um, you know, I... It's just uh, we're doing the best we can.
3: Yeah. I still I still run into people that, um, you know, whether it's a rerun or a live show, love the show. I um, actually ran into someone, no joke, um, in the airport when oh. I went to Scottsdale. That was from San Luis Obispo. So we were waiting for the airline, you know, and he's like, what do you do? Oh, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. Small talk, you know, before my class or my group boards right and uh came about and he's like are you guys the guys that do the show on saturday which is still kind of cool for me because i haven't done it as long as you have jay right but um nothing but good feedback i mean how do you give someone harsh criticism at that moment to their face so i'm assuming that he had some stuff he wanted to tell me but yeah, most of you it was, <laughs> most of it was like love the content you guys are funny that's what he said to me you guys are actually really funny. My wife and I dig it. I mean, we listen to it because it's just good stuff to know. Um, How funny! But uh, but he said we're, we're we've got a comical side to us. Oh, wow. um, and he said what I what I truly believe. I think I got him to say it maybe just through our conversation. That is that the average Joe gets like zero finance education? Right. You know, like in I, that's one of the things I love about um, Mark Cuban you know, self-made billionaire, owner of the Mavericks, Shark Tank, you know the guy. Yeah. He is pushing hard going forward because of, you know, the new way of learning with COVID. Kids should have a finance class. Like it's oh, a,
2: man. A UT we had a finance class, class. Yeah, we had a class when I was in high school. It was called On Your Own. Um, it was one of the classes that was re- required for – graduating seniors Mm -hmm. and that was what it was was you know like this is finance for you in terms of uh you know how to balance a checkbook what you should be concerned with and you know Mm -hmm. know about credit and those kind of things but um emergency fund yeah and you know it's it's interesting i we kind of had talked with um you know, in fact, we made some effort in the past to work with like Atascadero High School um, attempting to like, hey, we should have like a workshop where we kind of explain things to people. and How to prep for a loan and just what to think of. Yeah, well, I mean, and even going back before that, like I, I, my son Trey graduated from high school last year, right? Mm-hmm. And so he turned 18 this summer. And, um, you know, it was like now that he's 18, we start working on credit. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to start building credit and uh, starting from ground zero. How do you do that? Yeah. What do you need to do? And, um, you know, I obviously, given what we do for a living, I have a pretty good insight as to how you do credit and, you know, kind of explaining to him. And, you know, it's funny whenever... Even whenever I spend time with first-time homebuyers, it it almost doesn't, and it's not even limited to first-time homebuyers. It doesn't even matter what age you are. People generally don't understand. What's in a credit report, what's reporting, why they're doing what they're doing and mm-hmm. and I know I've told some of these stories through the years that are uh, meant to be much more than anecdotal. I, I want people to understand um, you know the best way to use credit and why it's important and and also things that you might be doing with credit that are that have no value. Um, right? you know, for example, doing you know, paying your, You're using your credit card every single month, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a card that doesn't have any real rewards to it. You believe you're using it just because you're trying to grow your credit profile. Yeah. Um, Like you're getting little stars, right? Yeah. And, and truly though, there isn't big benefit to that. In fact, it could be actually detrimental and you kind of got to go into that a little bit with people to help them understand that, on the credit report, we see a few things about your Capital One Visa card. Mm-hmm. When you opened it, yep. you know, so basically how old it is. And then we know what your available like the high available credit is, we know what your balance is currently. So we know the highest you ever used it, right? So you might have a $10,000 credit card that you've used at one point for $5,000 and today it has a zero balance. Yep. We see those things. And then we know whether or not it was late, and um, so thereby, if you're, well, where's the where's the column for? Well, I use it for three thousand dollars a month, and I pay it in full every single month. Yes, there isn't yes. one for that. You're yes. not getting credit for that, and and the reason I say it could even be detrimental is that in that example that I provide. A $10,000 credit card with a $3,000 balance that is generally always there, Mm -hmm. um, even though you pay it in full, if they're checking it in the middle of the month or right right. before you pay your bill, it's always being seen that way. Almost definite that that's going to be the case. Yeah. So now you could actually appear to be a person that carries debt. Because now when your snapshot of your credit is run, well, you owe $3,000 to Capital One and you're utilizing 30% of your available credit on this one card. If that's your only card, now you're utilizing 30% of your total Total available credit. credit. So that in and of itself can have an impact. So like with my son, I said, well, you got to get yourself a credit card. So we went to creditcards.com and filled out the application for the brand new kid that's going to college and get a, you know, there's some credit that's extended to you because you're a student. Right. 800 bucks, right? Like 300 on. bucks. <laughs> gave him, oh man. 300 bucks. And so I told him that, you know, well, here's what you want to do. You're going to get it as close to 300 bucks as you can without going over, and then you're going to pay it in full right to demonstrate that you know how to use it you you have the ability to pay it off and then after that it just needs to get old you know you and so use it every couple months because yep. there is a last active feature that that reports so it's a good time to use a dusty credit card you know once or twice a year to make sure that it keeps some recent activity up on it but um there isn't a lot of value to using a credit card every single transaction you're doing unless that's a way that you're accumulating rewards or points or Some other, you know, other driving force there.
3: Yeah. I've heard the argument that it helps with cash flow. And I get that if you're self-employed,
2: you know, I think, Mm. I think you get yourself in a little bit of an, let's be honest though. And I'll tell you this, like I, I struggled a lot with finances when I was younger. Um, the problem with the credit card, and I'm sure you've been through seasons in your life where it's this way too. And I know you're like little Ricky Rulebook with your ledger. You got it all sorted. You always know what you're. I wasn't always that way. But you know when you're you open up the mailbox and you see that Visa bill, and you go, oh, I don't even want to open it. Right. I know it's going to be fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars. You know we we spent too much money this month and then you open it and you're like kind of butterflies you look at it and it's thirty one hundred dollars and you're like how can this be i surely didn't spend that much money so now you're going through it line by line and you're like yep subway yep netflix yep amazon yep unical yep tahoe joe's yep best buy (laughs) yep Got the car 76. Washed. Yeah. And you get to the bottom and you're like, man, it's all there. That's true. I really do owe oh, three grand. And it's, man, yeah. that you, you know, and that, I know I'm not out of touch in this way. I remember that sensation regularly. And for the problem that I had was especially then when my wife and I both were spending on the same card. Right. Is that it's easy to do the old swipe now and think about this later thing. Right. And yeah, discipline is huge when you're using a credit card for your monthly expenses. But man, is it so easy to get out of control it's so convenient, you know it's different than if you had that pocket full of cash and the same thing like if you you know if you, if you had forty dollars in your pocket or a visa card mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I see now I, I want to buy this new basketball and I'm looking at it and I'm like Ugh. but then I'm not gonna have this 40 bucks. my 40 bucks is gonna be gone right And I've had it since Monday and I made it to Friday and I felt pretty good about that. so I'm gonna not buy it. but hey with the credit card man swing away still get to keep the 40 bucks in your pocket yeah, yeah. that comes later that you're going to get paid between now and then uh. and then the tires go Oh, or the, something happens you need the root canal or you know whatever you always <laughs> default to that did that happen to you? I've had a root canal you did have you ever had a root canal? no
3: just the word root canal makes my feet move
2: underneath the dentist. honestly
3: and, and the, I, think I, I hate use, the dentist I,
2: I don't love going to the dentist either but I, I use this term not because the root canal is painful or uncomfortable I didn't have that experience I thought it was fine I went to a great dentist yeah. did a fantastic job the experience was fine. I'm you know the what dude hurt? that's like... You know what hurt? The pocketbook, man. I had to pay this, the endodontist, I think that's what he's called, that did the root canal, wanted like $2,000. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you get to pick out the crown that you're going to put on this freshly root canal tooth for two grand. Right. Uh, and the crown, you know, another $1,000 or more. Um It's been a long time since I had one, but so you're like, you've, this is a $3,500 endeavor maybe, right? That's, I mean, that's a budget swamper. When was the last time you had an unaccounted for $3,500 expense and how, how rocked onto your heels were you and how did you pay for it? You know? Right. Um, And I, you know, I bellyache a little. These were the kind of things that like Mel and I endured. We got married when we were 20. Sure. So we went, put ourselves through college and, you know, we, we struggled our way through it and, uh, those kind those kinds of things will get you. And so, yeah, I, I love point. You're, you're one root canal away from a, your financial house of cards collapsing, you yeah. know? So don't be, you know, you got to plan differently.
3: For though. me, it was an unexpected vet bill when I was like 25 or 26 for a cat that I didn't really want to keep alive, but it made a lot of sense because my wife was distraught Mm. And so those can come at you too. But the point is that, you know, finance is such a thing. It's, it's that it's a discipline. It really is. And what you're, t- what you started this conversation on, which I think is great. And we're seeing a lot of people having to deal with this now because of work being laid off or just money being tighter or no overtime being allowed during COVID is that people are using their credit card bills to kind of catch up or keep up with their standard of living before COVID. And they're coming to us. They're sitting down with us. They're talking about getting a loan. We pull credit, and we're like, "Yikes! Your B of A card is got sixty five hundred dollars on it." Well, I want to, I want to do this refinance and pay some of the stuff off. I'm back on my feet again. Well, your credit score is now seven oh six, and they're like, "That's impossible." My credit card app on my phone says it's seven eighty three. Yeah, and that's what you're talking about. Is that you? You can fluctuate. Seventy points based on how well you use your. Well, credit. I'll tell you
2: this. I'll tell you this story again. I know you've heard it before, but I was working on a loan for a first-time homebuyer that really wowed me. This gal was not yet thirty. She was single. She worked diligently was a real saver she had saved eighty thousand dollars from the time at 30 that she she was like 28 years old she started working when she was 16 with the goal of buying a house with real hard-earned ducats that she saved and man she did and when she came in to get pre-approved i ran her credit um it was very good she had a 780 credit score and she was very excited about it and she she um didn't owe any debt. It was, she didn't have a car loan. No, no nothing. Just had like $80,000 in the bank and was ready to buy a house Mm -hmm. when she came back. And so she found her house. It was four months later. The credit report was no longer good. I ran her credit again because we had to. And yeah, she had a $5,600 American express credit card. Um, which was carrying a balance of like four thousand dollars and i said gotcha your credit score is 680 it went from like 790 to 680 so i said Well yeah. what you know i open up the report oh my gosh what you know mortgage insurance this do? stuff's through the roof now the rate's no good and i'm i'm looking at it and i'm like man this is like starting to look like an fha loan where my sense of this gal I was so impressed by her and her huge credit score and her down payment and I I go back I see what happened with the credit surely there's like a collection or something has popped up and I looked and no it was just this American Express card that was high Mm -hmm. and so I called her I said you know Jordan what what happened here and she said I use that every month. I put everything on there. I get 1% cash back or something. So she's like, she literally paid her rent on it. She bought her gas with it. She Everything she could, she put on this American Express card. I like this gal. And um, the problem was, yes, she paid it in full 100% every month. The problem was she paid it on the 12th and it reported on the 11th. I pulled her credit on the 11th. Mm. And so now we have this issue of... Her credit score was down, and we have a little bit of leg work to get done. And and I kid you not, she sobbed like, ugly face, open mouth, snot bubble, cried across from me at the desk when I told her her credit score was six eighty one. <laughs> and um, it's like she was watching the Notebook. Yeah, and I felt terrible for her. You know, this was not you know, she just didn't know. And so I had that conversation with her about how we use credit and and why it matters. And these things considered, and she was like, nobody ever told her that, you know? No. And so anyhow, the other thing too, I
3: mean, I I don't want to beat on this, the whole show, but I think that, you know, what you do right there and then is look at the timeline that you have to close escrow, right? If it's a purchase, it's not a great idea to pay these things off and try to wait to get the payment in full notice from the vendor, the bank, Amex in this case. But as soon as you pay that off, us lenders have the ability to go back in and force a new score. And with a refinance, what we're seeing right now is that, you know, if you have the funds in your sec- your checking or savings account, you know, you can still do a cash out, pay that balance off right now, get that score up before we even get to underwriting and then reimburse yourself with the cash you're getting from your your refinance.
2: Yeah, you know? there's there's different things that can be done. and That's you know, just one of them. But yeah. that will allow you, what
3: that does is it allows you as the lender to get a new score before we go to signing loan documents, which means we can readjust the pricing. Yeah. It's not a great game plan, but I, I'll tell you what, it, if you have the time like you would in a refinance, it's the right move. When you get into a purchase transaction where you got to be aggressive on timelines because you got other competition in this county you may not have time to do something like that yeah you know and there's just another reason to get pre-approved right right come in ahead of time let's clean up your credit
2: and not only get your credit cleaned up but also get a good schooling on what you should be doing and what you should not be doing um you know make sure that you're you don't find yourself saying, Well, I never knew that. Nobody ever told me that. I had no idea I wouldn't have done that.
3: I um, can't a- tell you how many times people say, I paid off my car. Like right when they sit down with me, I want you to know I paid off my car before this meeting. It's about eight or nine grand. Yeah. So I don't have a payment on that now. I thought that would be good because it was a $500 it's, a month payment. It's so
2: funny that you bring that up and I was because. Like,
3: oh, the installment loan.
2: I had this yesterday. Yeah. Um, except for it was a lease. So this That's guy paid off a car lease and said, well, it was $507, but now it doesn't count. And I'm like, mm, on a lease, it actually does.
4: Yeah, because think about the, it. Because the
2: fear is you're just going to run and get another lease. So uh, anyway. Not there, only that, when the lease is up,
3: you got a new payment option, right?
2: There's a, <laughs> there's a new, uh, you know, the bottom line is that you, before you do anything, you should get in touch with us. That's Don't why I think a relationship- checks. Don't go pay off the car or, or whatever you're doing. Um, just pause. I know you're excited. You can, and you know, you got your down payment money and it seems like you got some extra and paying off the car is going to be better. One of the things a lot of people don't realize is that debt to income ratio, that that amount of payment that you have or how you qualify, we call that debt to income ratio, does not affect credit score. Or, I'm sorry, does not affect rate rate in almost any way. I say almost because when you get over 45, when you get a debt to income ratio over 45, there can be a change to the mortgage insurance pricing. But generally speaking, your interest rate, you either qualify or you don't based on debt to income ratio, it doesn't change. So people think, well, I paid off my car so I could get a lower rate. Oh, sometimes paying off your car can lower your credit score. That's right. That's scary. I know, and it doesn't sound logical, but it is. Um, paying off a car could lower your credit score, and also it doesn't increase. It's not going to get you a better, um, you know, interest rate on your loan. So just take pause. Make sure you're following the right advice. Um, don't make silly mistakes. You know, we are, It's funny. Um, in the whole world of finance, it's one of these things where I think a lot of people don't know a lot about finance, yet there's a lot of um, advice and a lot of bad advice out there. Well,
3: they, it's so easy, just like sound bites on the news, it's so easy to snippet one thing and be like, oh, it's a great idea. But the cause and effect is is imperative. You know, It's paramount to understand that... What's your goal? Is it to lower your payments or is it to keep that score higher? you said it before on the show. You want to have about two to three revolving cards so revolving cards or credit cards. You want to yeah. have them open. The longer they're open, the better. Don't close the old one because you're not using it. I have the one from college, the one that I, when I was Trey's age, I still have it open. That's your best one. Yeah, that's
2: your long. That's your long reporter. That's right. Yeah, it's good idea to not close those. Now, if if they change and they're like charging you a ninety five dollar annual fee and it's still only a thousand dollar high credit so you're not really that it's like 800 yeah it's like really small then maybe at some point you you get rid of one of those but by and large yeah why before we move on from this credit topic is we're we should probably take a break here in a sec Um, before we move on from this credit topic though I just, as a rule of thumb, I'd say everybody should want um, as a goal to have about five total trade lines. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a good kind of minimum to be at, and you know, a trade line is an account you have where money is. Yeah, so like you know, maybe you have three that are revolving, like your credit cards, and then you maybe have one that's a student loan, which would be an installment debt, and another might be an auto loan, which is an installment debt or a mortgage, whatever. But but that's kind of that recipe to have a good diverse mix of credit that gets you your best possible credit score. Yep. And then kind of going into. And
3: then from there, part don't, number don't two, it.
2: we got to talk about how you utilize balances and certainly don't be late, all that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, anyway, it's a, it's a bit to it, and I do wish they spent more time teaching kids about it. Um, like I said, I feel like we spend a lot of time teaching adults about it. So right. that's right. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a first commercial break here. We'll be back in just a minute. Hope you stick around.
1: Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes.
4: It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar, and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com.
2: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a
0: realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543-LOAD. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32835. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs
2: and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
0: Just call 503 loan, We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number three two eight. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts. You can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com
5: today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPC.
1: You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 965 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at CentralCoastLending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending.
2: All right. Welcome back. Um, All right. So now a lot's happened since the last time we did the show here. It's uh, today's Friday, the 13th of November. And um, well, I know, you know, we had an election. Election week. Yeah. I know they're still counting votes and kind of running through it all. Interesting. We had a big jobs report on Friday that took kind of second fiddle to um, what I uh, could only really refer to as vaccine euphoria.
3: (laughs) Vaccine euphoria.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's a good uh, title. Yeah. Headline. The stock markets have just just loved on Friday the news that um now yeah, what was it uh Pfizer and BioNTech Biotech Biontech they reported a phase 3 trial of their COVID-19 vaccine that had more than 90% success rate and yeah. I know that it's still probably a ways away from, uh, you know, getting out there, um, being widely available and what it's been suggested that very few people, you know, maybe 50% of people, uh, want to take the vaccine. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Um, and for a second, I thought I'd ask you whether or not you would, but I don't care. That's up to you. Um, this week, I read an interesting article on Ticketmaster that said, if you want to go to a concert in 2021, be prepared to show proof of vaccine. And I was like, man, here we go. This is going to be the new thing is your vaccine ID card that you'll need to go on flights or uh, go to public events or things like that. Kind of crazy. Mm. Um, you know, I, I know... This week also we've seen, I mean, COVID cases. The COVID case count is going up in 49 of the United States currently. The curve is, um, in terms of infection rate, is going the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. you know i i also was reading just last night it feels like slow county is probably a week or two away from getting moved back to the more restrictive purple tier and which is going to get us out of being able to do things like haircuts yeah and eating inside and going to the gym and going to church and these kind of things so not great news no. but we got news of that vaccine and the stock market has just been going haywire Um, also, um, on Friday, we learned about the, uh, the jobs report for the month of October, um, 638,000 new jobs were added in the month of October, which was a little bit off of the, um, the pace, you know, we had, we've had some pretty great months and the pace of the jobs being added feels like it's slowing a little bit. However, um, it's encouraging. That's for sure.
3: Well, I mean, the new jobs to come are going to be climate jobs, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Um, the unemployment rate dipped to 6.88% for the month of October. That's a level last seen in November of 13.
3: That's really positive.
2: Yeah. And um, total unemployment remains 7% below its peak from last February, where, um, you know, we hit the high water mark. Today, there are about 11 million people that are unemployed. And, um, yeah, so anyway, we're, we're moving in the right direction. Uh, maybe the pace slowing a little bit, but jobs feel strong. Um, and I wonder what that means, you know, in the coming weeks and months as the states just continue to grapple with COVID. Um, when you mean what that means you're just
3: saying in general how it affects the economy or how it affects what we do day in and day
2: out i mean there's a like you look and see like yesterday initial jobless claims right that first time unemployment claim was unexpectedly lower um and that's great news right you want to see the you know, the initial jobless claim number um, going down as often as possible, mm-hmm. but um, with potentially new closures, you know, if, if they got to close these restaurants that are currently doing indoor dining or other personal services, right? Like haircut, uh, massage, nails, Right. Pedicure, I mean, whatever other personal services, if all of those get suspended again, then potentially you see people coming out for unemployment again, right? That's correct. And logic would dictate. So,
3: yeah, I mean, the jobs report doesn't shock me because Q3 was just, you know, such a bounce back. And no one really is talking about Q3, it was a 33% was the GDP. gdp in q3 it came out five days before
2: the election so it was it, the mainstream media didn't want to cover it right it, it got lost in some news cycle to begin with i i think the mainstream media didn't want to cover it because it, it's hard to explain why you know the democratic candidate is just saying the only thing he could really say is what an awful job that donald trump was doing in terms of COVID and the economy and then the little kind of fly in the ointment there is that you have a 33% GDP read happening um, in the week before the election. So, trivia
3: trivia question for you so the highest GDP quarter ever was 16.9% do you remember what quarter that was?
2: Eesh, No I, I, I feel quarter? like I would only embarrass myself to guess. Something that big what do you think it would come after? I mean, after the the Great Recession, right? After World War II. After World War II. The quarter after we ended the war, we just, boom,
3: boom. We just went crazy with production. Yeah. Probably because um, there was some type of military contract wrapping up or something.
2: I think it's hard. It's, it's always hard to wear... You're we're working off of these things that are like and this feels like this has been the case for us since 2006 is, you know, and arguably even before that. But, you know, like I got into the mortgage business in 2002 and, um, you know, ever since then, it's like, yeah, but it's unprecedented times. You know, we were it's not normal. So you can't really go back and compare it to what was normal. And while I understand that, I don't, I'm beginning to realize that after nearly two decades of being in this business and paying close attention to the economy, I'm beginning to realize that there's no such thing as normal. Yeah. Uh, We've had. Bizarre things happening and continuing to happen. And every single time you go try to compare something with some historical chart, then it's like, yeah, well, it was different this time for these reasons. And so when you look at a quarter of GDP that's 33%, it's like, well, cool. Except for how much do you have to choke out GDP and for how long? In order to be able to get a thirty three percent bounce,
3: well Q two is a negative thirty one four, and so you if you add those up, it, it that doesn't mean we're ahead three percent. We have an
2: absolute value in the sixties, which is I'm thankful for that. Yeah, but you have like a net increase from one quarter to the next. If you lump the two together, what you have a two percent you know change what yeah but not even positive
3: because when you drop 31% and then you improve it's almost like an asset a wash yeah sure it's still we're yeah, still on like the to, red.
2: To your point, if you have hundred dollars that that drops twenty percent, right. right? You now have eighty dollars, and, and now 30. the you know a twenty two percent gain on your eighty bucks is not a hundred bucks. Correct. Yeah, you're at it's eighty. Yeah, of it's eighteen 100. bucks. So you're yeah. you're getting closer, but you're not back there yet. And that's why I think some of these these kind of headlines and comparisons and those kind of things are a little bit dishonest where you know it makes you feel like um something's potentially better than it is and like i said i don't want to discount it i love that that we had some production in q3 i mean mankind has proven to be wildly resilient right mm-hmm. it's most everyday i'm like walking outside or driving in my car and i see like look at all the pedestrians and the people around there, they're masked up, they're social distancing, they're doing their jobs in some new modified way. And just look around and say, man, people are so adaptive. And by and large are really embracing this kind of new standard of what it means to try to be able to, to operate with some normalcy in, in a climate that's just clearly abnormal. You yeah, know?
3: that's definite.
2: And, you know, and I, I mean, I hope that we never face something like this pandemic again. Um, the The folks that follow this stuff closer than we do that are a lot smarter than we are about viruses and epidemiology in general are... But certainly not credit. Not credit. I doubt I would, I would beat them... Um,
3: Fauci's got nothing on us in credit.
2: Yeah, but it just, you know, we're, we're led to believe that this is something that, you know, we're going to see a couple more times in our life with different types of things that, the you know, I, I, had a, I had a history teacher at Cal Poly that said technology has shrunk the globe. And it's such a poignant thing, right? And I mean, and it just has. I mean, think about like, definitely. the Declaration of Independence had to take a three-month boat ride to, with Franklin. You know, yeah. It was old news by the time it was landed in the people that right. were being notified, right? right? right. Um, whereas today, we have just the ability to DocuSign. you know, do anything around the world in a split second. And also, the kind of travel from different places and the way the speed at which we can travel. You know, we have people moving about the globe at such a rapid pace um, that we got to expect that some of these things are going to get legs and move quickly. Uh, And I'm so
3: glad you said that because you mentioned two things. You mentioned adaptation and you mentioned this inter global world we have now, or this globalized traveling everywhere. And, you know, big, big companies are starting to say, you know what? Let's just build it here. Let's do it here. It opens up jobs here. You know, Apple's going to start making their own microchip that they put in the phone themselves. You yeah. know, And so you're going to see that. You're going to see car dealers. I mean, now I saw Ford was on MSNBC yesterday, the CEO of Ford, and he's not going to go into marketplaces that he has to send his employees to if they're not wildly profitable. So he's willing to lose some profit to keep it more at home. And so what does that do? That trickles back into our jobs market nationally, which trickles back into, you know, the places like this place, San Luis Obispo County, that don't have a lot of job opportunities. I I would have to say don't have as many as a metropolitan area, obviously. But now if people can, you know, drive to Oxnard once a week because they got to meet the boss in the boardroom, but live in San Luis Obispo. It gives us an opportunity on the central coast to see more people moving here or being able to afford to stay here is really what I want to say. Yeah. Is that good for us? I mean, everyone has an argument there. Some people say, don't tell people about San Luis Obispo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, I had a shirt that said surfing socks, Don't try it. And, um, you know, I, it's kind of funny. I think that's kind of the way. But like, you weren't born here. No way. I wasn't born here. Most of the people that we meet and know here in town weren't born here. No. So there's a fair amount of transplanting that goes on. And then there's that protectionist view, right? Well, you get here, and then, well, now we should lock it out to the outsiders,
3: <laughs> right? I've been here for eighteen months. This place is amazing.
2: Yeah, shut it down shut it down no more no more letting people in here it's gonna lose its culture oh wait wait my cousin's
3: coming in come on he's He's, coming up he's cool
2: he's with me (laughs) um yes we're gonna lose our sense of culture here if we just keep letting anybody in right yeah that that is always so funny i remember um no, oh, anyway, there's some that's stories funny. from college about how even in, like, certain housing tracks, that was the kind of thing, you know, it was where as soon as it was built, then the people that are in that new track are like, hey, well, you know, don't build right there. That just lets more people come in. And it's like, right. well, yeah, that's how you got here. You were Bloody. in phase two. Right. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, <laughs> phase three is problematic. <laughs> kind
3: of wild. We showed you the board.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. anyhow... um, it's so much is changing and i think there's a lot of change in front of us you know as we have a getting through all this news about the election and well we got the major holidays coming up That's yeah we be got big holidays right? coming up and uh you know the time change it feels like everything's just weird you know now i'm <laughs> driving home in the dark every day i don't know which side's up and we're staying plenty busy we got to do the final commercial break here this hour and um, when we get back i thought it'd be a good idea for us to talk a little bit about um, just kind of interest rates and and what's going on what's new what's old uh, what's what's happening what's happening so let's go ahead and do it we'll take a commercial break here we'll be back here in just a minute guys stick around
1: Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832.
4: It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com.
2: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get
0: pre-approved. Just call 543 We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number three two eight three. Hi, this is Jason Grody
2: of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get
0: pre-approved. Just call five four three. the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 320. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today.
5: In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPC.
0: You're listening to
1: Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 965 with your host, the Mortgage Experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805 543 8830 or 1 800 549 5832. Now, back to the show.
2: everybody welcome back i think
3: we should work in this track money money sure by the dead they talk about
2: all types of funny little money lyrics get it make it happen i got enough on my plate mike (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i thought it'd be a good idea to give a little bit of interest rate update i'm reading commentary last week that's like starting to sound desperate about how the feds are going to have to intervene soon because interest rates starting to trend upward um, are just going to be catastrophic. Um, of the 10-year bond, yield started to go up, getting you know to the 1% mark. Yeah, where it's at
3: 0.98 for a minute.
2: Yeah, and it's been trying to live at the... You know, around the half to point six range for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden you get you start getting a bunch of money pouring into the stock market as the stock market's got this vaccine euphoria. euphoria. That's right. Mm-hmm. And see so you're catching on. Um, and, and so basically you see the stock market. I mean, we talked about this months ago is that the the prediction was that the stock market was going to finish out the year at 30,000, uh, interesting little weaving of events here probably wouldn't have expected that under the current circumstances that the stock market would have caused to be so high. Uh, it's really fascinating to me and how many segments of the stock market are, Um, In Deep Trouble you know like all those hospitality pieces are hurt badly until
3: um, the last 2 days where their stock price has gone up
2: 7% based on vaccine euphoria yeah right so right. there's this idea that hey you know the let's let the dow run to 30,000 because the vaccine is coming um well if that if the vaccine coming it should be the reason that stocks come off of the 20,000 mark you know like we didn't know how deep and dark the future is going to be, but stocks managed to just keep on taking it off the chin and have no trouble um, standing firmly. Uh, really bizarre to me, you know. I yeah. you know, and like this week, you know, Minuchin even said, with or without a vaccine, there's there's long road to recovery of economic recovery in front of us, no matter what. That the You know, and and truly, I know there are people that are listening to this on Saturday morning now that are going, me, that's me. I lost everything. Mm -hmm. My business is closed. I'm facing bankruptcy. You know, I'm losing everything. Um, Those people are around, and there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of businesses that are shuttered. Um, I was... You know, in, in one trip through any town, USA, we'll show you right now, go through downtown slow. Um, there yeah. are vacancies plenty. There are businesses that didn't survive. And, um, and truly, I mean, and sadly, there are going to be more businesses that don't survive. Like I, I said, we've got, you know, the infection rate, like the, in, in the UK, they're under a fresh 30 day lockdown that I think is through December 2nd. I already saw this week that some of um, President-elect Biden's advisors on this COVID task force here have suggested that a four- to six-week economic shutdown here um, would allow us to get the virus under control. So, um, you know, we may be facing a position where we look into the future of shutting down more of the economy, that we may have to go through another really difficult piece of going backwards with closing more businesses. And, you know, and, man, if you – some of those, like, I mean, I have friends that own restaurants, and the old one-two punch was – You know, getting shut down and not knowing how long you'd be shut down, and then going, okay, well, now you can be open. So, whatever money you have left, invest it into, you know, sanitizer, plexiglass partitions, that neat little thing that platform you built in the gutter out there the deck to put people out there on the side of the street um and now we said okay well now you can let people inside at a limited capacity and it and here we are potentially next week going to come back and say no more people inside Um, and you know you right oh you guys you live down in san luis um you know we had a big heat wave a month ago yeah and then guess what this week so cold we like skipped straight into winter and if you're looking just at the thermometer yeah um, i mean we're so do you want to go eat outside i think at about
3: 48 degrees anything below 48 degrees without those heaters on you is just undoable and you know we're in we're in mediterranean climate manhattan not fun to eat outside.
2: Right? I no. saw a thing yesterday, like a uh, something on the Facebook that was um, trying to be funny, but not really. And it was a guy trying to dine in like a torrential downpour. The soup's filling up and the wine's <laughs> filling up and he's continues like try to wring his napkin out and obviously they're trying to be funny about dining here in 2021 but um it's it's not funny i mean it's not, and, and it's there's not some funny
3: for those who own the business real
2: economic headwind in front of us that that the vaccine doesn't go cure all that Right? I mean, it, it's a... That's well put. There's a lot, there's a lot the in front of us. That's stimulus is a huge deal. Huge yeah, deal. and so anyway... We don't have we're, enough time for that. Last couple of days, we've started to see interest rates start to head back in the right direction. I'd say, you know, we we went from the point... It's not... Back to the low lows that it was at, but it very well could be by next week. And And my prediction um, is actually that we're going to see the stock market sober up a little bit too in the coming weeks here. I think there's probably a little bit of uh, reversal that needs to happen there. Um, so anyhow, I don't know. I'm not positive. We'll all have to wait and see, but it still feels like there's some headwind in front of us. And um, so, yeah, we're we're about out of time today. But I just want to remind you guys: if you need loan help, um, if you got if you if you're in a deal right now that's a bad deal, and you're tired of waiting, reach out to us. Um, If you want to take advantage of these low interest rates, let's call and and get you on the docket to, um, to meet with you and or, you know, kind of wait out for the rate that you're looking for and make sure that we have a game plan for that. Um, and then we're getting to the time of the year too, where you're going to hear me talk about this more than once, um, for self-employed people, we're getting down to the end of the year. And if it's in your game plan to want to buy or refinance a house next year, you're going to have to, um, look a little bit closer at that, uh, that how much expenses you're choosing to write off in your income and Profit and maybe and make yeah, yeah maybe make plans to be able to to accomplish that goal of buying or refinancing a house next year. So if you need that help call us, find us on the web at centralcoastlending.com. Or you can uh, give us a buzz at 805-543-LOAN, which is 805-543-5626. Mike, thanks so much for being with me today. You betcha. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll, we'll bring you another episode just as soon as we can. Be well.